that position and got them trying to figure it out. I can't be caught up in all of the rules. Things can get into the village. Hey there, it's Joyce Wynn Wells with Joyce Wells. Wednesday, September 16th. Hey, everybody. So first of all, that music plan is my nephew. His name is Ty Sensei. He has an awesome mixtape out. I'm so proud of him. So I was sitting up here running late and thought, instead of running too late, let me just put the music on and let the music play. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Ty Sensei, he's on, um, his mixtape is called Living Live and it's on a music app called <clears throat> my mixtapes with a z so that's what we're listening to so hey there welcome it's wednesday september 16th i am joycelyn wells podcast host author i'm learning something new every day i'll tell you about that in a second but anyway i'm drinking tonight for three cheers of joy carnivore i thought it was pretty apropos for how i was feeling so i started this on yesterday i'm gonna finish it up it is a cabernet i bought two bottles one is a 2017 and one is a 2015 so i made some notes i'm gonna try to compare them um if i think about it again when i do the 15 so three cheers of joy my first cheer of joy um last weekend i had a great time with my grandbaby we went to the beach i posted a couple pictures and that was fun because she is such a free spirit like her grandmother and um hey there sherry thank you she is such a free spirit like her grandmother and i enjoyed her a lot so we were at the beach and we went to the pool and we spent probably two and a half days just going back and forth between the two um so that's my first year of joy. I had a great weekend. And you guys know with the pandemic, I haven't been traveling a lot. I needed some travel time. I needed the beach time and it rained and it was windy and it didn't even matter. It was just great. It's my first year of joy. Cheers to having a great time with the grandbaby at the beach. My second year of joy. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, I've got three new manuscripts. Well, I know last week I may have had two of them and now I have three and one of them, well, no, actually I have four, I'm sorry. So I have four manuscripts that I'm working on and I just picked up this marketing um, gig with this consulting company. So I'm working on that too. So work is coming in, pleased about that. I'm still writing. So cheers to having a free flow of creative and creative uh information i guess just being creative and allowing it to flow so a free flow of creativity that's probably it so cheers to that my first year of joy was having a great weekend with my grandbaby at the beach my second year of joy was just having that free flow of creativity and just embracing it my third year of joy is um I kind of had a virtual date last night. I had a cigar and a couple glasses of wine. That was kind of cool. And uh, just talked on the phone about just randomness. Like that's what we do, talk about everything. So the, the virtual date was good because we won't see each other for a couple more weeks, I think. And we haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. So this is gonna be a five, four or five weeks before we see each other, you know, in between. So the virtual date was nice. I'm very grateful for that and very grateful for patience for that. So. Cheers to the virtual dating. 
So my three cheers of joy brought to you by Carnivore. It's a Cabernet. It was about a $9 bottle of wine. I got it from Walgreens. And um, it's pretty decent. It's a cab. It's a drugstore cab. It's like not anything super special, but you know, it's a cab. You take if you taste it blindfold without knowing, it's a cab. So that's fine. Um, I'm gonna pour some more before I get started. So those are my three cheers of joy. My um I'm gonna back up to my weekend with my grandbaby because I realized. I think I've tried to do something every year with her, like a Grammy weekend, because one, it's not my daughter and son-in-law asking me to babysit. It's me saying, I want to take Ari away for the weekend. Hi, Kim. Hi, Stephanie. It's me saying, thank you, Scotty. It's me saying, I want to take Ari away for the weekend and putting it on my terms and not them coming to ask me, you know? And it makes it easier for them to kind of uh, plan some stuff, plan to do or not to do, whatever. So I try to do something every weekend. And I hope that as she gets older and then I have more grandkids and, you know, that I still get to do that with them. Just have a weekend at the beach or wherever, you know, a hotel with a pool just to be able to enjoy them and just let them have some time with me and me have some time with them. So I had a really good time. What I did notice about hanging out with her is that I'm not nearly as uptight as a grandmother as I am, as I was a mother. Oh my God. I would have made sure that my kids ate three meals a day and that they took their naps and they had baths. And I would have been like super uptight and crazy. But with her, it was just like, whatever. You're not hungry. You want to go to the pool? Let's go. I mean, of course she's going to eat. I know she will, but she's so excited about it. And I was just like, cool. You know, she didn't want to take her swimsuit off. She just wanted to wear it the whole day. And when we got out, it just dried on her, you know, so she didn't even really wear any clothes other than her bathing suits. And we had a great time. And I thought, wow, this would have been really cool to be this kind of mom, <laughs> to be just as chill as mom. But you know, I guess that's why you're not a chill ass mom because the kids need the directness all the time. But we had a good, good time and we played a lot. Um, I did know, I think I was taking a shower and she was going to eat some lunch and I came out of the shower and mm, she had gotten out of the bathtub ahead of me and was supposed to be getting dressed. And when I got out of the shower, I went and she's sitting out on the balcony eating ice cream uh, in her birthday suit. And I was like, oh, you're sitting in the back, you don't have any clothes on? She says, it's okay, Grammy, there's nobody out here. And I thought, wow, we're raising a little nudist. <laughs> it is a little mini me. She doesn't like to wear clothes. And I noticed this week that she comes home from school and she immediately takes her pants off, right? I'm like, she doesn't like clothes either. And I wonder if we've noticed that about our kids when they're little, we just kind of force them into the norm or we just let them kind of feel their own way. So that was kind of funny, but she is a sweetheart. Hi, Varisa. Hi, Robert. Thank you guys. But she is a sweetie and we had a good time at the beach. And we ended up going over to the beach, Daytona, because I got this great timeshare opportunity. I don't know if you guys have ever gone on those timeshare presentations 
you, you know, I wasn't going to buy the timeshare, but I figured it was really cheap to do it. So why not? Um, and I went to the presentation and then the guy who did my time, my presentation, trying to make my sale, when I told him no, he brought his boss in and his boss was a black guy. So the guy who did the original presentation was a white guy and his boss was a black guy. And he was nasty. Like he even made kind of some racist kind of, um, I said colloquialism, just kind of the something to say. And I just, I asked him about it and I didn't like it. Then he was pissed because I called him on it. And then I was, he was like, okay, we're leaving. But you know, I don't, I, timeshares I guess are fine for people who take a vacation you know if that's what you want to do I totally get it but I felt like for me with having adult children that's not really something for me to invest in I'm not going to travel with a group of people often you know so it's like eh, somebody you know there are people who buy it you know but I wasn't interested and they weren't they weren't happy that I wasn't interested but hell I wasn't you know and I went for the trip and for the incentives. One of them is a cruise, which we know we can't take any cruises. And even if we could, I don't know that I would because damn COVID. So it was kind of cool just hanging out. But the timeshare thing lasted like an hour and Arielle and I went, so that was fine. She played and turned flips and, you know, she's three. So she did what a three-year-old does. And uh, I just sat there and talked and watched the presentation. So if you have an opportunity to do a timeshare, you kind of know ahead of time whether you want to buy or not. And they make really good offers for you. Anything you want, pretty much, they'll give it to you. If you buy into their $44,000 package that you are guaranteed a week, a year to do certain things and extra money to do this more so. And, you know, so just that kind of stuff. And I was like, I travel a lot, but I don't travel like that. Like I don't travel. I don't have to have the luxury beach spot. I travel as a part of my lifestyle. It's not vacationing. I travel. I go and do and see enough on my own. So I tried to explain that, but of course they wanted to do something different, but it was fine. So that was, we got back on Sunday and it was a good time. So that was my first year of joy, really, and just kind of talking about my weekend with my grandbaby. Yesterday during my third year of joy was my little virtual date. I was sitting out smoking and a guy on a bicycle came by and asked me, what did I have to smoke? I said, oh, I'm smoking a cigar. And I would have given him a cigar had he wanted a cigar, but he was like, you don't have any hard? And I was like, excuse me? He's like, crack, you don't smoke any crack? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, how do you respond to somebody asking you if you have crack? I was like, uh, no. And so uh, Faceless Love was on the phone and he said, did he just ask you for some crack? <laughs> I said, yes, he did. He asked me for crack. So that was the first somebody asked me for some crack and Fortunately, I didn't have any. I don't know if it was fortunate or unfortunate, but I didn't have any. I don't even know where to get it, but I thought that was funny. That was really funny. So those are my three cheers of joy brought to you by Carnivore Cab. And um, we're going to move into our uh, Facebook post of the week brought to you by STM Specialties, which reminds me I need to call and decide on my design for my um, 
thermos, I mean, for my decanter and two cups that I won. She, there was a drawing and I won and I haven't called and told her what I wanted yet. So I need to do that uh, ASAP so I can get it. All right, so my Facebook post of the week. I'm gonna go back a little bit because I know I've saved it. Um, uh, just a second. All right, so my Facebook post of the week. This one I stole from a guy named Craig Smalls and it says, <laughs> I'm not saying your girlfriend is ugly, but y'all MFs do look like brothers. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So I just, you guys know when people do stuff on Facebook and I find it funny and silly, I just laugh on it all day. But I was like, y'all, I ain't saying she ugly, but y'all do look like brothers, hilarious. And so uh, that's one, I have a couple of them. I saved that one twice. That's how I knew that was funny. Um, oh, this is one that um, Donald Trump tweeted on this 8th of September. It says, hey, at EA Sports, I hear Kaepernick is available as a free agent in Madden 21. I'm also a free agent, so why not add me? I'm as equally worthless as an NFL player as Kaepernick. That's what Donald Trump tweeted. And he tagged Kaepernick. So Kaepernick responded, of course, and said, at, Don, at real Donald Trump, why not elect me president? I'm as equally worthless as a president as you. <laughs> it's like, ooh, don't you love Twitter? I don't remember. I mean, I know growing up, not until this president, people didn't, blatantly say well probably twitter and probably social media made it more readily available but i just remember growing up that people didn't speak out to or disrespect even the office of the president but i think this president has really made it whatever because he's so disgusting like he's literally so disgusting and I was laying here thinking today that I haven't heard much of him. And I was like, well, I either he hasn't been talking much or I haven't been listening much. But either way, I'm pleased that I'm not hearing from him, right? That we're not hearing so much from him because he is, but he is a mess. Like he is a mess and don't even realize he's a mess. Um, so I thought that was funny from, um, uh, that was from Twitter. Let me see what else I got. And this is brought to you by STM Specialties. And she does the decorative tumblers, insulated tumblers. So if you want one, um, you can get on her website, stmspecialties.com and order one. Order the size you want and tell her the design you want. I have a couple of them. I got to get a couple more. I got one for my uh, Faceless Love's daughter and I insisted that it was all blinged out, but it's too blingy for her. So I'm gonna have to get her another one. It doesn't have as much bling on it. I just thought a 15 year old would like bling, right? I thought that's what 15 year old girls like, but obviously I was wrong. I like it and I would definitely use it myself, but it has her name on it. I'm gonna have to get her another one. Um, okay, so here's a conversation that was posted on Facebook. It says, come over with the hard eyes and a kiss. And the response is, I can't, NFL season starts today. And the response, it goes to no one is home and I'm horny. 
And the response was, bitch, do, do you know how many games there are today? Do you realize how long I've been waiting for this? Go cheat. I-D-G-A-F. <laughs> That's a mid, the men, well, I won't say the men. The fans were crazy excited about football last Sunday. All the guys on my timeline, that was the whole conversation, football, 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 football. And everybody was so excited about it. And you think about it, there wasn't a preseason, there wasn't spring training. And now all of a sudden there's action on the gridiron and everybody is stoked about football. So that was, I, I love that. And then on Monday morning when I went to work, all the guys were sleepy at work. They talked about how long they had stayed up watching football and who won and who lost. And, you know, and it, I think it's funny because I'm not a big football fan. I mean, I'll watch it occasionally, but it doesn't matter to me. But I try to pay attention to it because I know that um, men in my life like football, my son, Faceless Love, the guys I work with, you know, it's a big deal for them. So just to try to be open to the conversation, I pay attention a little bit at least to say something. All right, let's see, what else? Um, uh, let me turn this off, cause that is dinging. Okay, so let's see what else. Um, I know I had another one in here. Um, oh, so I um, had a real cool conversation on, Facebook this morning and I don't know if it was a real cool conversation or it's just kind of goes along with the fact that men have this twisted sense so two things happened on Facebook today men have this twisted thing they don't understand what it means to be men and, and these conversations keep coming up and I'm thinking like damn it's gotta be bad as hell out here for women who want to have a man. And just a woman who is trying to have her shit together to find a man who can be okay with her having her shit together, or at least who could match her drive. That's gotta be hard as hell because there's so many men out here looking for validation to do absolutely fucking nothing. So the, <laughs> the conversation this morning was about, of course, everybody's talking about Cardi B and whatever her husband's name is, I don't know, Offset. We're getting a divorce that she filed for off, uh, divorce because he's been cheating, which is fine, file for divorce. Cardi is young and hot and fly and she's got a story that she's not ashamed of get a fucking divorce it's okay no big deal but people want to blame her saying her WAP was probably not as WAP as she thought it was if he went to cheat as if to say the reason he cheated was because of her and that doesn't make any fucking sense because men being leaders and the head of the family and in the relationship and all of that are the ones that have to make the decisions about how they function and if a man decides to cheat it's, that has nothing to do with his woman. It the fuck is on him. It's on him. It's not on the woman. He made a choice. So that was the conversation this morning. And I said that in there because one of the one of the people responded and said, well, if he cheats, then I'm a cheat too. And then he was like, well, two wrongs don't, the guy was like, two wrongs don't make a right or something like that. 
And then I came in later and was like, it doesn't mean it's right. It's just saying that when men set the parameters for the relationship and spending time with someone else is okay within the relationship, then the woman naturally feels like that's a thing that can happen because she's following the lead. If he loses money, she has to deal with the fact that he lost money. If he, the family lost money, if he sleeps around then she's got to deal with that. But men set the parameters for how the relationship goes. So me and the guy kind of went back and forth and he even said, are you justifying cheating? And I was like, I don't have to justify any fucking thing. I'm a grown ass woman. I'm an adult. I can do what I want to do. I don't have to justify it. And I know that my choices are my choices. If I make a choice to be with someone outside of my relationship, that is on me. That's not on my partner, right? I've made a decision to do that. Now, that will have a consequence with the way that my relationship goes. But if I'm fess up or caught or whatever, I have to talk about it. And I've got to take my consequence and I've got to rebuild the trust. Men have to do that too. But what happens is men will, in this conversation, men will cheat. The woman gets mad and the man says, oh, you should just leave. Don't cheat back. Leaving hurts worse than cheating back. Well, guess what? No, the fuck it doesn't. Because leaving takes away the opportunity for the motherfucker to apologize or face the fact that he's fucked up his family. But that's the idea behind the men cheating. And that's why men get caught in this cycle of cheating because they're never actually consequenced for the fact that they fucked up the family. So leaving isn't easier than dealing with the fact that my wife cheated too. Leaving gives a pass and we've got to stop giving fucking passes. Men have to stop receiving passes for fucked up behaviors because it affects the family. We're not little boys. They're not little boys, not little girls. We're talking grown up people who are trusting in each other. Now, if your husband can't help himself and he's stuck in that basic carnal space that he can't differentiate between that which will fuck his family up and that which gives him pleasure for a couple of minutes, then he's fucked up. He got bigger issues than you. He's got bigger issues than his woman. So we kind of went back and forth and, you know, he went back and forth and, you know, I responded and kind of laid some stuff down talking about how men get stuck in this spiraling space of nothing and never get the opportunity to grow up. And you guys see it. If you deal with people on a daily basis on Facebook, in person, have the conversations with your girlfriends, have the conversations with your daughters you, the conversations you have with yourself, you know that a lot of times there are men that just don't seem to have grown the fuck up. And they wanna think they're grown because they fuck, right? They think they laying it down, that makes them grown. It doesn't, it makes them available for sex, not with any mental capacity to understand the greatness that they have and the power they have to fuck up all the things around them just because they chose to have sex with somebody else. Now, it may not ever come out that he has sex with somebody else and good for him for protecting his family from it. But it also happens that women get pregnant. People find out 
one time turns into two times turns into 10 times and now he got a girlfriend somewhere else this shit gets crazy men have to be able to zip handle their shit now i'm not telling anybody not to get some extra male or female if extra is what you choose but you don't get a pass on it and you have to know that there's an opportunity to fuck up your family that's accepting responsibility it would be the same thing as you taking your paycheck and saying i'm going to buy how many ever thousands of dollars in scratch off tickets and you win less right you get less than your money back that's going to fuck up your family too when you make decisions that aren't sound and you're cheating your family out of resources, whether it's you and resources or whether it's financial resources or time, when you're cheating your family, you have to own and accept responsibility for it. There are no more passes for men to just do it because that's how men are. That's no, we need some fucking men. There need to be men. People have to grow up. There needs to be men. And you guys know from being listening to me talk, I don't talk negative about men. I always want to speak positive words into men. But you don't get a pass on fucking up. Nobody gets a pass on fucking up. Nobody gets a pass on fucking up. You've got to own what you do. The best thing that a man can do if he is found out, first of all, I fucked up. My bad. I fucked up. I shouldn't have. I my bad. I shouldn't have. And he's going to have to go from there. He's going to have to listen to the questions. He's going to have to talk to his partner. He's going to have to hear the tears, listen to how upset they are. He's going to have to go through all that. He doesn't just get to push it away. He has to hear it and he has to hear it for as long as it takes to reestablish the trust in the family. As long as it takes to convince his family, I am the man who can take care of you. I am the man who can provide for you. I am the man who is right here for you. That could take years to rebuild that trust. Years to rebuild that trust. But they don't want to go through that. They want an easy fix. Why you got to keep why you got to keep talking about it? Just forget about it. You said you forgive me. You got to forgive and forget. God gave, forget, forgave over and over. Well, we're not human. We're human. We ain't God. So we don't, we can't get right past that. We've got to see in your actions that you're, forgive, you're asking for forgiveness is what your actions are saying. And that's a hard pill to take. And nowadays, People don't want to stay in no raggedy ass relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. Not anymore. Not when you can be free. We talked about that last week. What's the point of staying in a place that somebody's not going to love you, make you happy, keep having you in this bullshit? What's the point of staying in that when you can be free on your own? It's just, it's too much. And women are growing faster than the men. Women are growing faster because we have to grow faster. We got to take care of these kids. And don't nobody give us a fucking pass on fucking up. We got to face all of ours. We can get pregnant and have a baby. Ain't nobody giving us no pass, taking our baby, raising it. We have to deal with the fact that we have a baby every day. We women, we got to face all of our indiscretions and bullshit 
every day, Facebook, so anywhere social media, our family. We don't get to slink off in the corner and go sleep on somebody's couch. We had that shit in our face every fucking day. We have to grow up. The men aren't growing as fast as the women. And then they want to be pissed when the women are making more money than them. Got their shit together better than them. Demanding more of them. Which brings me to the next post. The next post was, can a man with no money make a woman happy? Fuck no. No. A man who has no money can't even make himself happy. But when you see these posts and you read these responses, you understand that people are fucked up in their thoughts. Well, if she ain't a gold digger and she's independent, he can make her happy. If I'm independent, I can make myself happy. If I'm independent and a gold digger, what I need to adopt a damn child for? Someone who can't even take care of their own basic level of needs? Let me see. You don't have any money but you wanna make somebody happy. So you don't have any money. You can't feed yourself. You can't get yourself clean water because you don't know where you're living. You can't stay in a place when it's warm to get warm and you don't have a place that you can go rest. That's a basic level, basic level of physiological needs. If you can't do those things for yourself, how the fuck you gonna make somebody happy? You not even happy. You can't even do enough to make yourself happy. So that's not how that works. So that shit, women, you think a, a man, a man who comes to you and says, I don't have any money, but I can make you happy. How the fuck you gonna make me happy? Cause right now it sounds like you turning into another mouth for me to feed, some other clothes I need to wash. I'm going to have to provide transportation for you and me. I got to buy you clothes. You turning into a dependent. The dependence in the role of a dependent isn't to make the parent happy. The dependent requires the parent to take care of them. And why do you want to be in a relationship with a man that doesn't have any money because he can fuck you? It's enough homeless motherfuckers out there to fuck you. You ain't gotta be in a relationship with them. If homeless is your thing, they out there. They're out there, but he ain't got, you're not gonna be in a relationship with him. So that post about a broke man who doesn't have any money making you happy, no the fuck he can't. Now, that's it. He cannot make you happy. A broke man cannot make you happy. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with him. He's not happy. If he doesn't have anything and he's got potential, where is he in getting what he's going to get? Has he been stagnant, waiting on somebody to push him there? How is he gonna get to that place? That is the question, right? So don't be falling into that shit. If you know that you, if you know that you like to travel or you like to eat the best steaks if you know these are things that you like, do not start dating a motherfucker who can't even match you. If they can't match you, not even saying they got to buy the shit you like, but can they buy it for themselves? Can they buy it from, now that would be easier to work with if we're going on a trip 
and I'm going to go, I'm paying my way. Can you at least pay your way? That would be easier to deal with than me not going because I can't pay for both of us. Fuck no. Yuck. No, 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 no. So when that shit comes up and a man is asking, well, I don't have anything, you know, I'm just trying to, and whatever, whatever. Man, fuck that. No, 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 no. Men need to find, discover the greatness in them because they are great. They are powerful. We love them. We want them. We want them to be powerful in our space. We want to submit to them. We want to love them. We, wa we want to do all of this, but we don't want to raise them. We don't want to raise them. Take care of them. We don't want to do that because that's not them in the role of a man in our life. That's them in the role of the kid in our life. And we don't want that. So those are two very weird Facebook post that I got into got into it today, kind of had discussions with. And I just think it's so funny that those are legitimate questions because there are, it had there have to be men somewhere saying, I don't have much, but I can. Man, please, for a motherfucker not to have much, I can fuck myself. Good. Know how to do it and go to sleep after. I got me. So if you're not bringing, if you only bringing a bill to me for the bullshit, keep saying you're going to go somewhere else. I can't do it for you. It won't happen. So I just think that's really interesting. And we have to, as women, because we are so progressive and we do get so many things done. And it, it, in a time that you want companionship, it is easy to kind of take somebody in under your wings and think oh he's got potential he can you and his mentor think call it what it is you're being a mentor you're not being his woman you're being a mentor you're being a mentor you're being a mom you're guiding him on getting to and we've mentioned that before when you're in the maternal role of a man when he gets to where he's feels like he's somebody he trying to get with the motherfucker that he feel like he can lead because he can't lead you. He can't take you and show you. He can't because you. he's already seen that he can't. He's not going to all of a sudden flip around and know enough that he can take over. It's not going to happen. You already, he'll never become the parent. You never become your parent. You still, you're in the parent role. He's in the man role this will be the same man that you get to a place of prominence and he's got a job and a regular check that he goes scooting out and trying to fuck somebody at the pool hall because they think he's great and you done built his ass up from scratch because you wanted to love him because he didn't have anything you wanted to show him that you down for him and you got man fuck that no men grow the fuck up and i mean i, I mean it and I, I couldn't have had this conversation. I couldn't have had this conversation 10 years ago, five years ago. I couldn't have put it into the words that say, we have to be okay with wanting good shit. Wanting the stuff that you want, you have to be okay with it. No one can make you feel bad for wanting good shit. That's not fair. That's them saying, I can't give it to you and I think it's silly that you want it. Guess what? It's because they don't fucking know how to get it. They don't know how to get it. 
So I'm not going to speak highly of it. I'm going to talk down on it to make you feel bad about it. Man, fuck that. No. The shit you want is the shit you want. You're going to work hard to get it. Get it. And that's what women are doing. Women aren't working to be independent. We're working to achieve a level of living, a lifestyle that we want. We want to be able to go on the girls' trips and hang out on the yachts. We want to do that. If you have a woman that don't, if there's a woman that don't want to do that, she don't want to do it. But women want to be able to do things. And that's okay to be able to want to do things. It's okay. Don't let a motherfucker who can't come tell you that it's not right. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. That's them only saying that I can't do this for you. When people come to you and they want to take you out with $50 and they tell you, I ain't got but $50. For me, if somebody tell me I got $50, I'll be like, all right, well, thank you for letting me know we on a budget. And then I'm going to see if I enjoy the date. I'll order from the low side and take into account it's $50 out there. I ain't got no problem with that. But I already know in my mind that I may not go out with this person again. A couple of reasons. I'm 51 years old. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time for somebody to get to their fucking potential. I need you to be able to have your damn job, making your money. I need for you to be about at the end of your fucking child support, whatever you got going on, because I'm looking for retirement. Like I'm looking for retirement. I'm not going to scale back who I am to make you feel comfortable dating me. I can't do that because the universe demands me to move. The universe demands me to move, not sit still because you chose to start 20 years after me. No, not gonna do it. Not going to do it. So we have to be really careful with that. And Clarissa said, I love me a certain way. And if he can't, then that means we can't. I'm working to be better. So I can't tie myself to worse. You're absolutely right. Don't be held hostage by somebody who wants, who knows what they want. We just know that they aren't capable of right now. And they might be that way in 10, 15 years and check back in 10 to 15 years. But I'm not going to scale me back to make you feel greater than, we mentioned that last week or the week before, I can't remember. We have to be very cautious of that. And when we're dealing with social media and the young women are so optimistic and they're so hopeful and i just want to tell them get the fuck away from him girl he ain't finna do shit but waste your time <laughs> that's the mama in me but you know we all have to go through our thing right we all have to go through our thing so i really have to make sure that when i'm speaking to the young people and to the people in the post that it's not, I don't even really have a hate place that it's speaking and uplifting everybody. It ain't saying men ain't shit, women ain't shit, da da da. It ain't saying none of that. It's saying that there's so much more and we can all be so much better, but we have to learn how to take responsibility for the movement, for our actions. We have to take responsibility for our actions. I was thinking the other morning, if we had an unspoken rule 
that everything you touched belonged to you and you had to take care of it. Like if it was expected that a man fuck with a woman, he has to take care of her. He would probably touch a lot less women if he knew that he didn't get a pass on getting in and getting out. He spent time with this woman. You touched it. You own it. You take care of it at the level that it wants to be taken care of. I bet you a lot of fucking people would stay away from a lot of a lot of other people because that's a lot of responsibility when you think about it. You touch it. You got to take care of it. That means you got to provide for it. You got to feed it. You got to make sure mentally it's healthy. We have the shit, have the people we talk to, we probably wouldn't be close enough to touch because we don't want the responsibility of them. We don't want that. But I wish that people would really consider the fact that it takes a lot of mental anguish and abuse and just, it, there's a lot associated with these relationships that start and finish that start and one person walks away, rips away from it and don't, don't finish. The women are there and they're bitter and they're hurt. Men are there and they're bitter and they're hurt. These things are a problem and the kids suffer because we suffer because we're in a bad way and we can't think of anything good to say about their dad or their mom. And you know why? Cause you didn't fucking know him well enough to have a baby with him in the first fucking place. You didn't know anything good about him. You didn't know anything good about them at all. You saw them, you like what you saw, you fucked them, you got a baby, and now you're talking about their deadbeat. I guarantee you he was a fucking deadbeat before you fucked him. I guarantee that. He didn't turn into a deadbeat. He didn't all of a sudden say, oh my gosh, I'm a bee. No, he didn't, he was that way. But we didn't know who he was. You didn't know who he was when you had a baby, right? when you had a baby, right? <coughs> but you just were so caught up in the basic carnal space, right? The basic carnal space, that's where we get caught up. That's where the babies get born. And then we get tied to people that we don't like for the rest of our lives. And then we're angry at them. Instead of owning the fact that, you know what? I made a choice to do that. I am having a baby or I had a baby. Let me do what I need to do. And women do that much easier than men. Women will get that baby and go, go to college, get their job, take care of that baby, keep it moving. Women have to face the responsibility. They have to face, face the consequences of their action. Men will get a pass on it and go do some other shit. And they're still spiraling in basic space for years not understanding why the woman is free and she's moving on that's a big deal that is a big deal i know somebody that i spent time with for a long time they're pissed at me because i'm fucking free i'm not being held hostage by their words by their actions i don't give a damn i'm free but they want to say negative things about me. That bitch says that, yeah, right now, right now, right now, right now. Guess what? The bitch is free. You never have to talk to her again. But it's easier to do that than to say, wow, she's done really well for herself. I didn't expect that. She's doing good. She's in a good place. It's easier to try to yank somebody down into the muck than to lift them out of it. So what? I don't care. They're going to say that for the rest of their life. 
they can say it for the rest of their life. I'm not worried about it. I am living free. I am happy. I am living free. I'm not getting caught up in with anybody. And I would advise that too. Women who are single and meeting these men, if they aren't in a place. Now, if you want to play with them, have some play time, knock yourself out. That's okay. And tell them, I'm just doing this because I want to fluck. <laughs> tell them it's okay. But we ain't babysitting. We ain't sleeping on our couch. We ain't letting them sleep on our couch. We not doing any of that. We straight taking care of us, straight taking care of our business. That's what we're doing. And we have to stay true to who we are, right? We got to stay true to that. And we, we got to stay true to ourselves. So it's okay. You take care of yourself. And the men will be all right. They'll, they'll grow up eventually. We, we want them to grow up. We want to see them become amazing men. We want to see them be amazing husbands to somebody, even if it's not us. We want the goodness in them, right? We want that. So that was my, gosh, it's almost 10 o'clock. And I only talked about my Facebook post. Oh, that's a big subject. That's a big deal for me because I look at men in such a powerful position. And you guys know, I told you I started writing a book called When Men Come. And that's talking about what men look like when they show up. When men show up for you, what are they looking for? And that will help men see in areas that they're lacking. And it will help women to see things that aren't comfortable for them. And like, oh, this isn't, he isn't ready for me. He isn't ready for me. And it's okay that he's not ready for you. You don't have to wait for him. Nobody's asking you to wait for him. Do you? He'll come back if, if you love it, set it free. You love something, set it free. So Sonia said, potential can be 50%. He make it or 50, or 50%, 50% does not make it. That's right. He can make it or he can't make it. Fuck that. You're right. I'm not, we're not, we're not the parents of the, and because we are exist in a maternal role, it's easy for us to talk goodness and a potential and hope into people, into men and women. But we recognize it more so with women. If we meet a woman who ain't doing shit, but popping game, blah, 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 blah. We cut, we cut that shit off fast because we know she ain't finna do shit. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. <laughs> but for the men, we tend to give them more time to whatever. That's the problem. We give the men more time. And the men are on the same shit. They either going to sleep, sleep in the bed with you, snoring shit, messing up dishes, all that. Or they're going to sleep on the couch with their aunties. And auntie mess. Get off my couch, go to the job, go the family not putting up with that. And that's another thing you have to think about. If a man comes to you and have nothing, he ain't got nothing, you know his family tired of him. You know he's been leeching off his family. If you meet him and he has nothing, he doesn't have his own place, he doesn't have a car, he complained about something, whatever, you know his family is tired of him leeching off of them. I can guarantee you that guarantee it because if they weren't he would uh have a place to go but he looking he homeless he looking for a place to go and may tripping and you know i'm a hustler and they don't want to and uh, and uh guess what because he tied and took took money from everybody nobody wanted to come over 
That's all. That's all that is. And it's it's okay if that's the life he chooses to leave to live. It's not for you to fix it. Because if you fix it, he still doesn't know how to fix it. He will never learn to fix it if you fix it for him. We've seen that in countless relationships. If you fix it for him, if you take him from shit to sugar and he doesn't understand what you did to get to the place that you're living in the sugar and you can bring another motherfucker to it he gonna think you got it too easy that it was given to you and he gonna want to treat you like shit because he can't figure out how to take care of himself as well as you took care of him that's the truth absolutely the truth but we really have to be careful when we're dealing with people men or women in these situations no I don't want a man that has nothing. If you sell drugs, I don't need you to be on the corner selling drugs. I need by the time you get to be my age that you selling some real fucking drugs. Like you the man, you the man. You ain't on, you ain't the dope boy on the corner at 45, 50. You need to be, you gotta be somewhere else making some moves, but you can't be the dope boy. Can't be the dope boy. Sorry. That's not how that works. I think you get a pass with being the dope boy till you get to be about 22. And if you ain't moved up the ranks by 22, it's time to, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to get a trade. Because if you ain't made it up by 22, you end up in somebody's jail. And for a little while, you're going to be there. Nobody wants to deal with that shit no more. It's the 21st century. We in a fucking pandemic. Women don't don't nobody want to take care of no grown-ass man in the middle of a pandemic lord have mercy imagine that you in a pandemic with a motherfucker who ain't who sway was going to work making money but can't ain't leaving the house no more and ain't got no benefits coming in can't file for no unemployment or nothing and you know his ass ain't been working this whole time it's a whole bunch of mess out there but do not think for a minute that you have to lower your idea of what is to satisfy the whims of somebody else. Don't think that for a second. Don't even, don't even. Now, if you used to fly in first class and you can't afford two first class tickets and you get two coach tickets because you want this person to go, man, that's, hey, I don't know if that's love or stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to see how the trip go. I've got to see how the trip go. But you've got to be able to take care of you at a place that you want to be taken care of. That's what we do as women. Men have to get to that place too. We're not giving a pass anymore. We're not giving a pass on the bullshit anymore. And it's okay to not give the pass. I, and I had that conversation twice today. It's not okay. And men want to pass because that's what they, not all of them, some men want to pass because that's what they're, they've been given and they think that women are supposed to give it to them. I told a story today on Facebook about this guy I used to date and I think he was jealous of my daughters. And I was asking him like, I mean, there was a bunch of reasons why I stopped dating him, but he, he said something like, why don't you 
I forgot what he said, but I said to him, so are you saying you want me to treat you like my daughters? And he was like, no, I don't want you to treat me like them. I just want you to be patient with me like you are with them. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and that was like one of the things that was like, you know, it's like you have a coffin and you just start hitting nails in the coffin. And that was a nail in the coffin. Cause I thought what grown ass man wants to be treated like the children, like he wants me to be patient with him. Like, what the fuck are you asking me? It didn't make sense to me because this was a grown ass man that I was in a relationship with, not my daughters or my son or my son. And I couldn't understand what he wanted me to do because it didn't make sense to me. But his mother was very patient with him. He's very much a mother's boy a mama's boy that's who he was and I was just I didn't understand that those kind of things make you believe that's how you know this ain't somebody that I'm gonna deal with and I know looking at people commenting people <laughs> yeah too old to be waiting for the cd to drop yes absolutely the people who are on here I've got some baller ass girlfriends that are on my timeline that I interact with daily. I got some amazing women that I interact with daily. So I know you guys, some are single, some are not, but I know that you guys know when you meet a guy, how quickly you find out that there's nothing, that he has squandered years of his life. And now he's trying to come to you and present you with dick. Guess what, dick isn't enough. It's not enough. Technology has said it's not enough. Sure, we love the feel the weight of a man press against us and the comfort and that safe and secure feeling. But hell, the safe and secure feeling doesn't come from a motherfucker that ain't got no job. That comes from the man that's secure in himself. A man that's secure in himself can offer safety and security to a woman, but that man who can't even... Be, make himself safe because he has nothing. He can't offer that to you. He can't offer that to you. So we have to be aware of what it means to us. What does it mean to us when it comes to a man trying to pop game and sell his dreams about he needs some studio time and he needs some... <laughs> He trying to start his business. He going to open a car wash, a detail service. And, you know, he got all this, these things he's trying to do. And that you're just like, yeah, this is not my story. The rule of thumb is if you say to your children, if you say to your man, what you say to your children, your man is a child too. Those aren't the same conversation. They're not the same conversation. They shouldn't be the same conversations. So we have to really protect ourselves in that. And I know I went totally off. I didn't even talk about what I was going to talk about because I was in that, baby. In that, I am, oh, no, what did you say, Clarissa? No hobo, hobo sexuals. <laughs> Walking around with that little knapsack down in railroad tracks. No hobo sexual. That's right. You can't live with me just to come have sex with me. That's not how that works. So we have, but we have to be confident and strong enough in ourselves to understand 
they weird amazing the women are amazing and there are amazing men out there too y'all know i say that i'm not knocking the men there are some amazing people out there it is not your responsibility to raise a woman to save her to raise a man to save him it is not your responsibility to do that unless it is somebody that you're disconnected from sexually that's not in a role in your life as a partner or moving forward you, you can't save them. You cannot save them. They have to be given the tools, develop the tools and skills to save themselves. They can't come to you. They can't present to you that way. So anyway, it is 10 o'clock. It's Wednesday, September 16th. Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Our Facebook post of the week was brought to you by stmspecialties.com. I've got Clarissa on uh, watching tonight, she has a Friday night um, talk show. Uh, it airs live on Facebook. It is called The Sweet Spot. And I think this week they're talking about polyamory. So if you're one of those people that can love multiple people, love two or three or four men and keep it all together, or love your women and keep it all together, or if you're just curious, listen in on Friday night on Facebook Live and um, I'll share it on my page too. So even if you don't find her yet, you can at least find um, find it on my page and I'll get um, where else is airing as well. So it's um, Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. I'll see you guys next week. And remember, when Joy's exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Good night, party people.